Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Creator interview. It is your Cape Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our returning friend, Chris Moses. We're here to break down his latest indie comic, The Bogart, issue one and two, and everything in between. Chris, how have you been? I know we were uh, doing awesome clapping cheeks and multiverses, but this is the first time you've been back on the show in, in a couple weeks, couple months. How have you been? I've been good, man. You know, I've just been flexing the multiverse muscles. So God, you like I, I will openly admit it here. It, it, like it was that meme. It's like I'm gonna go fight Chris Moses and uh, I'm gonna go fight Chris <laughs> Moses and multiverse. It's like damn, Chris Moses got hands. <laughs> yo, my multi. I'm nasty with the Wonder Woman with the Superman. Yo, nasty. We have uh, J. Michael Miller uh, just followed the pre-launch page and DJ uh, starting the morning off with a hey Let me throw this in the chat too for anyone else that's uh, starting the morning off with Keeping It Geekly, as always, the best way to start it off. And what better way to start it off than with uh, a nice little introduction to our, our good friend Chris. So Chris, for anyone that's watching that is new or maybe just didn't get uh, a chance to watch the last interview, which is going to be popping up right about now, uh, feel free to tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, uh, I'm Chris Moses. I write uh, comic books for my brand, uh, Red Sea Comics. Um, and yeah, I recently just did the Kickstarter for the Saturn Effect Alpha 1 through 4, which funded, uh, overfunded by like 200%. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we were doing we're doing well right now. We're, we're on a roll. So we're about to do the first series that's not part of the Saturn Effect on Kickstarter, which is what I'm here for, the Bogart. And uh, and yeah, so I'm ready to sort of branch out. It's still sci-fi, still sort of in the same realm of, of work that I've been doing, but um, a little bit more grounded. So mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited for people to be able to take a look and see uh, some more stuff that I've done. Yeah, and I've I've been grateful for the opportunity to get a, a sneak peek at a lot of the projects that you've either worked on or have been working on. And man. I gotta tell you, it's one of the hardest things to keep my mouth shut. When, when, when I get ready to hype it up, it's like, what is too much? Because it's like, I need to tell the world about it all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> soon, soon they'll see it all. So what is, uh, what's Red Sea Comics about? Uh, you know, what type of uh, comics do you have on the label? Like, what, it, what, what issues do you have out already? So Red Sea Comics is most is all of my comics at the moment, just things that I, I've made. Um, I started off with the Siren Effect. Um, but not everything is part of the Siren Effect universe, right? We have uh, the Siren Effect Alpha 1 through 4, and then there's also the Siren Effect Ajax 1 through 3 that you can read for free online at www.thesireneffect.com. And we also have the Siren Effect Helena, which is another one-shot set in the same universe. So we have a bunch of products that are the Siren Effect, but then I also have, like I said, the Bogart. I have a project called Control-Z. I have a project called Synap, uh, and we have a bunch of other things coming down the pipeline. So Red Sea is just uh, the umbrella for all my different titles. Um, so not everyone is confused and thinking, oh, is this part of the Siren Effect also? Um, no, they're all sort of separate, um, but this they're all under the the umbrella of Red Sea Comics. And we're really just trying to put out, you know, the, or I'm trying to put out alongside, um, you know, the amazing collaborators that I work with, like Francesco Mazzoli, Marco D'Alessandro, Brian S. Cura, um, Ricardo Secchi, uh, Christian Wolf, and and everybody else. Um, we're just trying to make a brand that has you know really engaging, awesome art, and you know fast paced, engaging storytelling. Um, and and yeah, so that's that's what Red Sea Comics is right now. It's a lot of sci fi, but expect to see some more stuff in the future. Uh, I already have a a short called When I Freeze Hell Over that uh, the first two installments were done by. Um, uh, Marco Del Forno, 
And that's actually a, a fantasy um, short that's in the Breakneck Fantasy Anthology. So I write other stuff too. And you can expect uh, at some point in the future, I'm not entirely sure when, but we'll have a, a collection of all of those stories after they're out in the Breakneck uh, Anthology. We'll have a, a Red Sea um, sort of uh, collection of those. And so we'll be seeing other, other titles and other genres coming from Red Sea soon. But for now, it's the mo mostly just uh, the crazy sci-fi stories from mm -hmm. the brain of Chris Moses alongside amazing <laughs> artists from around the world. Man, I, I love it. And you have a uh, freaking card game as well. Like, I, I just love how ambitious you are. It seems like uh, every other like month you have something awesome that's coming out. Yeah, so the card game is work in progress. Still, the uh, we've hit a little bit of a roadblock with uh, manufacturing, but it'll be, you know... For the best, uh, the final product will be amazing. Hopefully, because of you know the the time the extra time that we're putting in. But you know we have some some uh, some play test versions. You know we have you know just talking wow, about Helena. We have a, a Helena card. Um, Zoom that in real quick. You know the it's we have That's a bunch gorgeous. of stuff coming coming out. You know like uh, we have a, a few other. I'll show another one. Um, we have a, a Zex card as well. So if you anyone that's uh read the siren effect the, the first set is all of the siren effect cards set two will have a, a more of a mix of uh red sea titles um but it'll be mostly focused on uh the control z book um that's so that awesome. should be coming yeah thanks man i should be coming out sometime next year um and and yeah it'll have all your favorite red sea characters all in one place uh i know a lot of people will ask like are they all part of the same universe are they all going to cross over eventually and the answer is no unless you pick up the card game <laughs> which, where they will be all combining in red sea legends so um definitely stick stay tuned for that if you're a fan of a card games you're a fan of things like Yu-Gi-Oh, hearthstone magic mm -hmm. uh, chess even it's a very um it's a simple game but a simple game that gets more complicated with the more you think about it the more you play uh and the the more uh you really start to understand the the mechanics um and and just the the, the different uh the gameplay mechanics and things like that it's it's a fun it's a fun time it's a very you only time. uh you only play with three cards right right so there's a three card version there's a five card version it's a very flexible game um and so w what people will end up actually playing and using um mostly will, is is up to the people but um there will be there's a blitz type version which is three cards and there's more of a standard version that has five um where a 5v5 3v3 that's so cool um and it keeps it you know it, it adds a level of you know variance and uh you know giving that feeling of drawing cards and what's the next thing that's going to flip up but it also reduces the the you know bricking or mm -hmm. you know having or getting mana screwed or or any of those things uh, I, I definitely wanted to make a game that was simple to pick up but sort of address all these different problems that card games have that make them like not as enjoyable uh, mm -hmm. of an experience so uh, hopefully people will enjoy it when it comes out um and hey who knows if people really enjoy it maybe we'll even make a, a digital version and you'll have it on your iphone one day i love it you know my biggest thing whenever i was playing magic was that firsthand like getting screwed on on, on the monopole and having right. a mulligan uh i do the inner geek and you just have to has to be screaming at this point with all like all all this stuff coming out a card game you have so many different awesome books uh let's touch base a little bit on uh the saturn effect though so you have a, a slew of issues with this and I, I love it like how everything built up you know saturn effect ajax and saturn effect alpha uh and then uh helena as well you know what what is that story about 
So the Siren Effect Helena is a one-shot that takes place in between uh, issue three of the Siren Effect Ajax and issue one of the Siren Effect Ajax. Um, it's The story is, is told all over the place. We're sort of non-linear. Um, but it gives you a basis of a character that we see uh you know predominantly in ajax but then we also see in the background a lot in the the siren effect alpha you know we'll see um the character helena in um advertisements for uh hero day and things like that so <laughs> it gives you a, a a look at a character that has a lot of different nuance and has a lot of, has a deep history herself and um but also tells it in a really badass short um action-packed um, uh, sci-fi adventure. It's drawn by Christian Wolf and colored by Marco D'Alessandro. So the coloring allows for it to feel like it's part of the Siren Effect Alpha because it has the same colors. And then it has the awesome art from Christian Wolf. And he's really, really good at just action and like really, really good with the camera when he's drawing. So mm -hmm. uh, it just moves. It's fast. It's so if any every, anybody likes high octane sci-fi action, definitely make sure to pick up a, an, an issue as an add-on during my next campaign. You will not want to miss it. It's a it's a really awesome time, and they all sort of uh, you know feed into each other, and they they make the experience of reading the other ones even even better. They're all they're all great on their own, but mm -hmm. as a whole is when you get the real uh, meat of uh, the, you know the the real really the marrow. You know you know break open the bones and get into the good stuff. So you got it takes a little bit of work, but. Uh, I definitely think that is worth it. And, um, you know, we're about to head into volume two. Alpha five is already done. That's remarkable, man. You guys so, are just pounding it out left and right. We're grinding. We're grinding like every single day. So uh, Alpha five is already done. Alpha six is about to start. Um, that will be so Alpha five is about 33 pages, about the same size as issue three. But Alpha 6 is another 50-page issue, just like Alpha 4. So we got some big, big chunks of story. If anyone's read Alpha 4 that's gone out digitally, we'll be sending out physicals very soon. Um, you'll know that it's a big story. It's a big, big issue, just that one. So um, there's a lot to sink your teeth into coming uh, from the Saturn Effect. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys and is getting ready for the finale, because we're almost at the end, everybody. There's only really? eight issues. There's only eight issues of the Saturn Effect Alpha, and we're already on uh, about to be on issue six. That means we're. I mean, there's only two volumes. We already put up volume one. That means we're on the volume two, and uh, you know the Saturn Effect ends with the Saturn Effect Alpha. So we're very close to the end, everybody. So definitely make sure you hop on board wow. and get ready for this insane ending. Um, I just like this. I think my, one of my strongest points as a writer, honestly, are my endings, and no mm -hmm. one has really gotten to see. A true Chris Moses ending. You've gotten to see like the ending of a comic book, maybe an ending of an arc, but you know, we're always building towards something. When you're writing a story, you're building to this one really climactic, gigantic point, you know? And you know, I was about to ask there. you, I was about to ask you if it's uh bittersweet for you to end something that you've like put so much work into, the way you've laid the foundation, the mm -hmm. way you've laid uh, you know, little pieces here and there that tie into the series later on. Um, but it's almost like it's like the complete opposite you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. it's like it's like where you want to be and and I, I love to see that energy from you about how hyped you are for this ending like like is, is it a bag of mixed emotions for you like how are you feeling about it i'm excited it's definitely a bag of mixed emotions in the sense that um you know it's something that we've been working on for a long time by the time we get to the end of it it'll probably be about almost three years that uh, matsoli and i have been working on 
the Siren Effect along with Marco and Reed uh, Hinkley Barnes. Um, so it's the project that we've been put. It's I mean, it's the first. It's not the first book that we've made, but it's the the one that we like really started pushing uh, Red Sea. Right. It was the mm -hmm. first book that we kickstarted. First book I printed out and had physically in my hand. So it's a it's definitely bittersweet in the sense that we're getting to towards the end, but it's also very exciting because um, it's it's a story that I've had written for a little while, so I can't wait to, for people to have it. I can't wait to see what Mazzoli does with the art, uh, and then also, I mean, the Saturn effect may be over, but does that mean the story is over? I guess we'll find <laughs> out. I guess we'll find out. If you're a fan of the Saturn effect, you know there's a lot, a lot of different storylines going on, and um, hey, I mean maybe not everything gets answered at the end of alpha eight and maybe you still have questions and maybe that means you're going to want you know a sequel series and maybe another sequel series after that so yeah tons of great stuff coming um yeah this i will say that the saturn effect and some people that have been following for a very long time may have seen me tease this kind of stuff but the siren effect is the first sort of phase of a three phase story so there's two more after the Saturn effect that we'll that we'll get to. So it won't be won't be completely over yet. We'll still see some of our favorite okay. characters and we'll see where they're going to go. But um, I mean, in what state will we see them uh, continue on their journey? I guess you're just going to have to find out. And who's I even really... going to make it that far? I really love it. I really love it. You might have you you might have opened the Pandora's box because I don't know if I'm going to be able to shut up uh, in the DMs asking <laughs> about it. Um, now I don't want to spend too much time dwelling on on uh, the Saturn effect, um, but I do want to you know because I think it is important. Uh, you said you uh, funded your Kickstarter two hundred percent. That is remarkable. Congratulations. Uh, you know, first and foremost, how do you feel about that? And then uh, the follow up question is, how do you you know what did you do to uh, to get that amount? Because it you know I, I I'm sure you, you had it you know a loyal uh, base from Kickstarter, but um, mm -hmm. you know you had you had to put put some put some work in to hit that number as well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, it feels great. It's it's awesome. Um, but it also, you know, is just setting up for the next one, right? Kickstarter is, a, you know, an accumulation of all your hard work that you put in and over the years, and it continues to snowball, uh, you know, as you go downhill. So um, it feels good. But you know, it's a it's a short, it's a short lived victory, because there's another I have another campaign that we're about to do. And, you know, there's plenty of other people that are doing significantly, significantly better. And it's not to say that I'm comparing myself, but it's just to say that there's, you know, there's a lot of ways we got a lot of ways to go, you know, there's still a lot of more work to be done. So um, it feels good, but it's also motivating. And it's like, all right, now we have the baseline of where we need to surpass for the next time. Um, yeah, what, what was your second question? Uh, so what what did you do uh, this time around? Oh, what, okay. So it was actually it was it was an accumulation of a bunch of things, I'd say. Right. So first off, it's a it's the volume that we're doing. So volumes are always going to do do better because you get a big chunk of the story. And I think consumers, for the most part, the ones that really like enjoy reading uh, comic books nowadays, like to get a huge chunk of a story. Um, you know, that's just how it is. So trades always do really well. Um, but also, you know, I I upped my my engagement on social media you know i definitely uh, i was already had a uh, a fan base on instagram you know we have almost five thousand followers on instagram but um, i started using you know twitter a lot more um you know started maximizing and really streamlining how i use things like reddit and and basically just like having the experience of dunning doing it multiple times and mm -hmm. you know just like exploiting the things that i i know that will work 
um and yeah i mean it not there's there's always more to learn and there's always more to do but um just using some of that plus you know having three other kickstarters with a mailing list that i can send emails to and being like hey have you signed up for this hey check this out and then also during the campaign i made sure to shout out a campaign every single day every single weekday um and only doing one shout out there may have been one time that i did two campaigns with a shout out because i missed a day but otherwise every campaign we only did one shout out and i think that really um not only did i do i think that it helped with the algorithm by having people you know like those updates and being engaged with those updates and having kickstarter are you shouting like, out on the kickstarter like campaign yeah under the okay. uh, under like updates under okay. like so when you post an update um people can like the updates right so just thinking of different ways to keep my campaign in the algorithm right so whether that's um posting things for people to engage Smart. with so that kickstarter algorithm knows that people like this campaign or it's posting um doing cross uh cross promos with other campaigns so that other people uh other people's followers will see you know my book and take a look at it and potentially even and back me and this is how i sort of kept um the campaign doing well in those sort of lull periods where in, in other kickstarters you know by the time we got to week two, week two week three we'd go days we could go a couple days maybe even three days without a backer um and this campaign that never happened i don't think we ever went a whole day without a backer and you know it's, it's just the you know all the little things that you think that may not be helping they all accumulate to do a, a large um contribute largely to your success so it was just doing a bunch of those little things posting more um connecting more uh, and just being consistent with it and hoping that um at the end of the day the kickstarter algorithm is like all right cool bet we're gonna put you in front of me yeah. as many times as possible Dude, I, I love that mindset so much. Uh, working in the algorithm on on Kickstarter, because uh, mm -hmm. I would almost you know guarantee that a, a vast majority of people don't consider doing that. Uh, you know, trying to shout out people every day. You know, I see updates here and there, but every day that that that, that, that that's just I, I never would have considered it. <laughs> Excuse me. The one thing I do want to say is you're being modest, though. You started like a whole little movement on Twitter. Uh, the uh, Would You Read This comic sharing a uh, panel or an interior page uh, and without right. any context and just being like, would you read this? Uh, th has blown up. I see people doing that all the time. And like, dude, that that, yeah. that is so <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, people people have definitely started doing it. Um, I, yeah, honestly, I haven't seen people get as much hate as I have when I post it. I get a bunch of people that are like, no words comic want me read huh question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a... oh, go ahead <laughs> no it's just it's just funny people people love to to you know engage with things that make them upset for whatever reason um but yeah i mean it, <laughs> hopefully it helps everybody and hopefully it, it makes a difference with the next campaign uh and and we see some we see some big numbers we have a comic uh, comic book and over on YouTube saying, what's the fucking story? Shout out to uh, comic book <laughs> and as well. If you guys are not following uh, him, be sure to check him out on his YouTube. Gives awesome advice on uh, kickstarting and uh, indie comic creation and all that. Um, so with everything uh, being said, I do think it's awesome uh, that you wanted to kind of keep these universes separate. Like there was no Red Sea multiverse. Uh, what mm -hmm. was your reasoning for that? I mean, because you definitely have the storytelling capabilities to to tie it all together. Uh, but you know, why why not go down that route? Um, I just have too many ideas that I want to do. I'm just not ready for the multiverses. Maybe when I'm like very like idea bankrupt and I'm just like scraping the bottom of the barrel, I'll be like, ah, let's 
mix them all together. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, like, I, I just have other things that I want to tell. I don't necessarily think they need to cross over into this big um, narrative because all of them are already really big narratives, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like I said, the Saren effect, you know, is is huge. Um, Control-Z is also, like, so it's planned for four issues, but that, you know, has other things linked to it, too. So even the stories that I'm telling are only a piece of that small universe that I'm that we're in. Um, so to think that they were all part of another bigger universe uh, is maybe just a little too much, maybe a little too convoluted. And so uh, so for now, we're not going to do that. But who knows in the future? Uh, I mean, if it becomes a thing that people really, really want, I mean, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no to it. It's still yeah, possible. yeah. If, if they want it, you got to give it to them. You got to give it yeah. to them. And give it to them. We shall. Let's break down the main reason we're here. And that is the Bogart issue number one pre-launch. So what is this story about? This seems like it's a, a new venture for you. Uh, it's venturing into the horror realm. And a lot of your other comics uh, were more of the sci-fi uh, type of uh, feeling. Right. So this is actually the first script that I, I wrote. So I've written a really? bunch of different things, but this was the first um, specific like script that I wrote um it started off as a screenplay and after I made the sound effect I decided you know like brush it off and I was like you know maybe this could make a cool comic book uh and I never thought it'd be I'd be able to see it be made and I had a bunch of people that were like kind of haters for it and weren't uh didn't really believe in it so um I was like fuck it I'm just gonna make this book and and do and do what I want and uh and yeah it's it's definitely horror right it's definitely a thriller but it also has sci-fi elements obviously it's so the Bogart, the premise is we follow a, a family as they bring home a terrifying alien to take care of their family estate. So uh, it's definitely not not sci-fi. There's aliens, <laughs> right? Um, so there's definitely a sci-fi element, but it's definitely um, got a, a, a horror, horror tone. And yeah, I just felt like it was something I wanted to write. I wrote it a few years ago now. Um, and, you know, it's inspired by movies like Get Out movies but like you know and but also things like alien um so yeah i just i just felt like writing it i just wanted to put it out that's really all all it is and uh and yeah it's it's a fun story i mean maybe not, not a fun story but it's a scary kind of a scary story it's a heavy hitting story mm -hmm. um and and yeah i think people will hopefully enjoy when they finally get to sink their teeth into it no, that is awesome. We have uh, Anthony M over on YouTube throwing some claps in. The Let's get some claps in the chat. We got claps in the chat. <laughs> so I love that this was uh, the very first thing that you wrote. How many like revisions and changes uh, did you see when you uh, decided to pick it up again and, and kind of give it new life? Uh, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. I tried to not like completely um, destroy it. You know, like I did want to keep at least some of it intact. So that I can be like, I can look back and be like, okay, this is this is where we started off, right? So I wanted mm -hmm. to leave part part of you know past me intact. Um, but hey, it was it was a, a it still needs to be changed. You know, we get way better as we write more and more and more as we create more and more things. So uh, it definitely needed some work. It's definitely had a few, quite a few changes. Anyone that's read the original script and will pick up um, the new one will find new characters and um new plot points that weren't in the original script but um for the most part the the same sort of message and same sort of vibe is is there so um it it's had some revisions definitely um i mean it had to be adapted from a screenplay into a comic and that makes a huge difference mm -hmm. um trying to really maximize the medium right things like page turns and um and and the like but um 
I, I mean, yeah. I, I, hopefully, everybody is 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 gonna be is gonna be into it. Um, I think I think it's a good time. I, I've I've sent it out to a few people. They've enjoyed it. Um, I have uh, my friend and editor Devin Arscott on on edits. So he did a bunch of the editing on on these comic scripts. He he has never read the actual screenplay, um, but he's seen he's done all the edits for the 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 comic book version so like i said it's gone through a bunch of revisions i mean these this this is how these things work you whenever you're writing something um you can go through many 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 revisions just to go back to the siren effect uh i'm still doing some revisions on on the new issues that haven't come out yet right uh you know not trying to completely change them but make them as good as possible mm-hmm and we have a comic book and saying it was fire. I yeah, I have to agree. I had the opportunity to read the PDF. Thank you for uh, sending me that in. Of course. I loved every bit of it. Holy crap. Uh, you know, I love the way uh, you bled the exposition in there without making it too heavy. Uh, the dialogue was just... And um, I thought the buildup was phenomenal. What was the process like for you, you know, creating this book compared to the other ones that you have? Uh, so I made this book with Brian Escura. Uh, Brian is from uh, Argentina. So it was a different, I've always worked with people that haven't been speaking the same language as me, but uh, <laughs> this is the first time I, I was working with somebody that spoke Spanish because mostly everybody speaks Italian that I work with. Um, so it was a little bit of a different process with that. Um, and then on issue one, we actually have Marissa Louise, um, who's a DC colorist and she's amazing um, at, at doing her job. And she, she did a, an awesome, amazing, amazing job. Um, and it was really it was this process was relatively similar because I had already done a few comic books, but there was you know you know we had to figure it out right and yeah, uh, yeah. and making sure that everything is is optimal for that artist right not um, the way I write comic book scripts for say Francesca Mazzoli and uh, the Siren Effect are not the same way that I write scripts for the Bogart and Brian or Control Z and Ricardo, right? So it's all about tailoring the script to meet the the artist and make them be able to, uh, you know, produce the best that they can with what you give them. I, re I really like that uh, that adaptability with the artists. Uh, I think that gives you the best product in the end, you know, trying to work with them and letting them kind of have their, their creative flow. You know, I re I really really like the design of uh, the 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 aliens in this too. You mm -hmm. know, what was some of your inspirations for that? Uh, let's see. Uh, we definitely looked at. So we went through a lot of monster iterations, uh, like a lot of them. This thing so, was scary. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you thought so. Um, Brian and I worked on that for a while. Um, I think the first iteration was more of a Slender Manny type. Um, and then I think it turned into more of a, if you've ever seen Pan's Labyrinth, it turned into more of like that dude with the eyes on Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it took, uh, it, he's taken some turns. The Bogart has taken some turns. Um, and it's, it's, it's inspired by a bunch of different things. Um, but at the end of the day, we just wanted to be scary, right? We wanted you to look at it and be unnerved and scared, um, just by looking at it. Right. And, um, this is a, a theme that will be. Uh, sort of repeated in in the Bogart of you know appearances and do appearances match what's actually going on with that individual? Ooh, I like that. And you're also campaigning for issue one and two. So, what was your reasoning behind that? You know, coming out with two issues instead of uh, the traditional one at a time. So issue one has been done for a long time. And <laughs> issue two has also been done for a long time. So issue one we finished. Um, quite a few months ago and issue two probably almost 
uh, right after that, maybe a month or two afterwards. So I've been sitting on them for a while. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to put them out. I, I like the idea of putting out a, a large amount of story, right? Like me personally, like if I'm reading a comic or a manga, like I honestly hate when people, you know, drop me off on like a cliffhanger or something, you know, I want more. So um, <laughs> like, just because I'm like that, I want to, I, I don't mm-hmm. want my fans to be the same way, my readers. So, you know, I give them a, a good chunk. So we're going to be doing issues one and two with uh, the Bogart. And then we'll also be doing issues one and two when we hit control Z. Um, so you just get a, a, a nice large piece of the story, you know, you get to really see if you enjoy it or not. And um, hopefully you come back for the rest of it. Is that going to be a format go- like that you go forward with, uh, releasing two issues at a time, or is that just because the circumstances line up? Uh, I think it will probably depend on um, production and what we actually have ready to go by the time we get to it. Uh, you know, for the next sound effect issue will be just issue five, even though we'll probably have issue six done by the time we start it. Um, so it'll just depend. Um, sometimes it will just make more sense to put uh, an issue one and issue two. I think when we're going, uh, I think for things when it's like the first issue of something, we'll most likely be seeing more than one issue. Um, I have a, a, a product, uh, sorry, a project coming out, Synap, at some point um, that I'm making with Fabio Violante and um, James O'Freddy and Reed Hinkley Barnes once again on, on letters. And um, by the time we get to that Kickstarter, we may even have three or four issues done. Um, so it's it depends. I definitely when we're starting something new, I definitely want people to have a decent amount of the story to sink their teeth into, though. That is so awesome. And for everyone watching right there is the pre-launch. Uh, once again, be sure to hit follow on that. Be sure to share it on uh, Facebook and Twitter, too. Word of mouth is 100 percent free. And there's going to be someone out there who is going to love this book. So what are we looking at for uh, price points for issue one and two, if you're allowed to talk about it? Uh, they'll be about the same as uh, an an issue of the Siren Effect, probably around um, you know six to eight dollars for uh, an issue, and then um, per issue, and then probably like five dollars per digital. I mean, don't hold me to any of that. We'll, yeah, 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 we'll yeah, see yeah, yeah. when they come out. Um, but the, you know, I'm not here to absolutely price gouge people. Uh, I want people to read the books. Um, so you know they'll be they'll be affordable. Hopefully, um, people will enjoy them. And then, you know everything comes out in great quality. I'm trying to look if I have a, a book around me and and you know. Oh, you might have froze there. The hype was too real. Uh, yeah, I guess it was too real. Wait, yeah, no, I guess no, there I, you are. There I hear you. Uh, your camera's yeah, still I'm frozen. Back. Ah, yeah, you're back. I, I'm back. Okay, sorry. I think I, <laughs> I think I knocked out my Ethernet cable by. No, accident. you're good. You're good. You're good. But, um, Let me uh, get you to a uh, zoomed in so we can get a, a right. closer look at that. Right I'll here. just take okay. a quick, just a quick look. But this is my book, uh, Soma City, right? With uh, that I made with Christian Wolf and Alaria Fella and Reed Hinkley Barnes as well on the letters and my editors Peter Hambusi and Gerald Von Carr. And you can see this is just like really high quality book, you know, good art, you know, great, like the, the quality is good, you know, the, everything is great in this book. So all the books are high quality. Mm-hmm. You're getting a great deal for, for the price. So let's, let's, let's finish this strong for anyone, you know, when, when they read uh, issue one and issue two of the Bogart, how do you want them to feel like, what questions do you want them to ask when they're finished? Uh, that's a good question. I think you're going to be asking a lot of questions. Uh, I, I think hopefully it makes people uh, evaluate 
their own beliefs and who who they who who else believes in what they believe in and and things like that and i, I won't say it. too much more I, I want people to you know <laughs> dive in and you know bring out their own conclusions um you know it's definitely there's nuance to this whole thing uh, i think uh you know a lot of the things i write have a lot of nuance to it so um you know you're not you're not going to get a full prescription of like this is right this is wrong because i'm not here to do that for people um but i am here to you know bring up interesting different situations that hopefully make you think a little bit more about uh you know life and like your own thought process and how you you know interact with people and how you and how you judge people and and the like and and you know the people that supposedly believe like how you do so um and that, that's something that Caleb goes through, the main character of the Bogart, Caleb. Um, you know, he comes back from uh, being away from home for a, a, over a year because his parents have died and he's, you know, going through a lot of things. And so he's got a lot of uh, emotional buildup and a lot of emotional turmoil um, as he's going through this new phase in life uh, where, you know, his brother's running his family corporation. Uh, he has a, he still has a very young little sister um and now there's a really scary alien living in the house that's not only that's that's a big house but it's also haunted you know metaphorically by the ghost of his parents so he's got mm -hmm. a lot that he's dealing with and where where do you turn when uh all these things are sort of stacked against you right you have this really scary alien that becomes the uh source or not the source but the the uh target of all your your ire and all of your uh and all your angst and, and the like and um you know where where does the story go from there and where what will you do as a or what will caleb do um you know because of you know hate and i guess we'll see when more of the booger comes out yeah and we're left with the burning question are aliens mid <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a good question i mean what would you do if your brother told you that uh you have an alien living in your crib i, mean, I would have the same reaction i'm like dude i was like <laughs> i'm with him i am with him like <laughs> right right so i mean it's like i said it brings up a lot of interesting questions um and it also you know puts it through multiple different lenses too for and hopefully gives people a lot to think about no, absolutely. I think right now is a perfect time for us to begin wrapping things up. Man, this was a fantastic sit down with you once again. Of course. It's so hard for me not to ask the questions I want to ask because having read issue one, man, I'm just left burning with so many questions because it was such a good read. Everyone out there, be sure to check out the pre-launch. Be sure to follow and, and share that link with your friends. Uh, Chris, you know the drill, though. Before we end, we always like asking one question for anyone new that's watching. So I think the most important question I can ask you is like, how are you dealing with doing so much in so little time? Like, how are you dealing with like the burnout and, and, and working through it? I mean, that has, it, it's, it has to be a huge workload for you. So a lot of this stuff has been in production for a long time now. So, um, it definitely makes it seem like there's a lot going on at once, <laughs> but we've been working on this for a while. So we, that's not to say we we don't have a lot of stuff behind the scenes because we do there's a bunch of stuff behind the scenes that will be coming out um but the amount of stuff coming out right now is an accumulation of you know a couple years of work so um like one th way to deal with and you know a, a large workload is um you know look how other people are dealing with it and notice that you know they probably the workload might not necessarily be as big as it seems uh on its face or it could even be bigger so you know, it's 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 hard to judge always, but um, 
what just it's just i like to keep busy you know i i work mm -hmm. from home i do freelance writing um so uh it's it's something that keeps me busy you know comics take a long time which you know evident by these books taking over a year to get out so um by the time they do come out you know you put in a lot of work and uh mm -hmm. and it seems like a bunch is happening at one time um but you know not necessarily the case um, but yeah, I, I just I, I just write, dude. I just write. I sit here on my computer and I just go. I live in the attic, right? So like nobody really bothers me, and I just type away, um, and uh, you know make as much much stuff as I can. Um, and I have a bunch of I have amazing collaborators, dude. I work mm -hmm. with some some really awesome awesome guys, and they make my life so much easier. Like every single one of them. So they're all amazing. Hire them for your projects, but after they're done drawing for me. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I appreciate you, Cody. And yeah, I mean, if you want to ask me one more question about Control Z, I know you have some burning questions about that. You're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe Comic Book Ant uh, said it best, too. Uh, you don't burn out when bag chasing. Uh, throwing some claps True in the that. chat. True so Control Z, man, that was a, that was another heavy hitter that I had the, the chance to read the PDF. Uh, you know, when's that one dropping? When are you looking to get that one out uh, to, to the audience? Mid Midfall. 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 So, yeah, so be, be ready for that. We have some really awesome stuff. I mean, issue one you've seen is really 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 beautiful ricardo Secchi actually won the mad cave talent search also i mean he's the man ricardo's <sighs> ricardo's amazing so uh definitely be on the lookout for that and issue two is even better and we have some we have a really awesome variant cover for issue one and an even cooler variant issue for uh issue two coming out so yeah be on the lookout for that uh mid-fall it'll be uh it'll be a freaking ride yeah like you said that one's gonna be said. four issues too yeah, this one's a four-issue miniseries. It's nice, short. You're gonna get a bunch of fast, fast-paced action. I mean, uh, Cody, you said you were saying yes. it's, it's it's action, action, action. It's just yes. action-based, action-based, um, and it just moves. And this is just like what we love from comic books. I think mm -hmm. you know. I think you just um, coined a new term: uh, action-based, action-paced. I like that hashtag, <laughs> yeah. <it>, dog. <laughs> there we go. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. And so, hopefully, everybody enjoys that. And uh, yeah, that'll be coming around the closer to the end of the year, hopefully before the holiday times. No, that is so awesome. Well, I won't hold you up anymore. Our man Chris is going to be heading to Emerald City Comic Con. I, I was going to throw down some multiverses, but he just doesn't have time for a couple match. I get it, though. I get it. The shoulders have to get tired after carrying me through uh, every match like that. I mean, yeah, you, comic book, <laughs> and I mean, all you guys are pretty heavy, but it's okay. I got it. That's why I play Superman. <laughs> Well, guys, it is time for us to wrap up. It is a beautiful Thursday morning. Make it even better by following this pre-launch campaign right here in the comments. Chris, thank you so much for swinging by, breaking down the Bogart issue one and two and everything in between with us. Everyone watching, I hope you have a fantastic day, but most importantly, keep it geekly.